Greetings, and welcome to HVAC Chats, a series of HVAC episodes by Contracting Business and Endeavor Business Media. I'm Terry McIver, Editor-in-Chief of Contracting Business Magazine and Director of Content for ContractingBusiness.com. HVAC Chats offers insights by guest HVAC contractors into their business management challenges and successes. And we will also provide insight by leaders from various HVAC associations on topics of interest to contractors. Our guests have many years of experience, and we thank them for sharing their insights with you, their contractor colleagues. And we also thank you for tuning in to each new episode. Now on to the show. and welcome to the fifth and final podcast in our special series sponsored by Comores on the HVACR industry's transition away from HFC refrigerants to HFO blends. I'm Terry McIver, Editor-in-Chief of Contracting Business. Over the last several months, via Contracting Business HVAC chats, Comores has shared a lot of useful intelligence concerning the HFC phase-down. We started with a high-level discussion of the American Innovation and Manufacturing Act, which initiated the phase-down of hydrofluorocarbon, HFC, production and consumption in the United States. And we spoke about the subsequent Environmental Protection Agency work of creating new regulations and guidelines for that transition. We then got into greater specifics when we aired a podcast about A2Ls, the new generation refrigerants that have the benefits of mild flammability, low toxicity, and low global warming potential, GWP. We also highlighted that Kimura's new Option brand refrigerants, such as XL41, R454B, are based on hydrofluoroolefins, HFOs, and is considered to be an HFO blend. As Kimura's looks to find solutions to climate challenges, A2O refrigerants offer benefits such as similar operating characteristics to legacy refrigerants, a safer profile than ammonia and hydrocarbon refrigerants, and greater energy efficiency than R410A and transcritical CO2 systems. Comores then took the discussion into the details because despite the importance of the high-level information about regulations and new generation refrigerants, Comores knew that the service technician needs the essential facts of working within the new guidelines and with these new products. Though A2L refrigerants will not require a fundamental shift in the way technicians conduct business, these will require more rigorous attention to basic servicing fundamentals. And Kumors then provided a detailed overview about those fundamentals. Finally, we aired a podcast focused on the successful Hensley Beverage System Replacement, an A2L refrigeration installation with real impact. The Hensley project effectively paved the way for companies throughout the commercial refrigeration industry to adopt refrigerant technologies that are both cost-effective and environmentally sustainable. The series covered the one, two, threes of the HFC transition. And now we're going to look at the ABCs. Commerce has invested more than $1 billion in research and development and downstream product and application development on low GWP hydroolefin 
HFO, and they remain committed to the ongoing development needs of customers throughout the HFC phase down in the United States and globally. My guest today is Chris Piles, North American HVAC project lead for Comores. Chris has been in the HVAC industry for 15 years and has worked for major original equipment manufacturers specializing in building acceptance of cutting edge technology to the North American market. Chris Piles is a former U.S. Marine, and he currently lives in San Antonio, Texas, with his wife and family. Chris, thank you for being with us, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. And can we start by saying, what does Camours mean by the future is as simple as ABC? Sure. Um, and... And, and I appreciate just a little bit of background uh, is that, you know, there's a lot of global regulations that are going on all around the planet. And uh, they found their way into North America in the form of the AIM Act. And essentially a real, real close, uh, real tight um, explanation of that is um, the commercial refrigeration in the HVAC industry are going to be put in a, in a position where they need to switch to GWP refrigerants. And so in that endeavor in that in that movement towards low GWP refrigerants, Comores has spent a ton of money and a ton of time over a decade trying to figure out how we can make those low GWP requirements actual actually happen. Um, well, that came in the form of, uh, of a molecule that we developed called R1234YF, and that's an HFO. It's the hydrofluoroolefin that you talked about earlier. And so now with these refrigerants, uh, we can do HFO blends. And so we're taking regular um, refrigerants that we're used to, for instance, here with R32, and we blend it with that 1234 YF. Uh, when we, you have just those two refrigerants in there, um, it's been given the, the ASHRAE designation of 454. Okay, so that's R454. And then the A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all of those little letters that come after that all have to do with the proportion of R32 and 1234YF, okay? So when we talk about uh, 454A or 454B or 454C, uh, that's just different proportions of those two refrigerants. So that's where the ABC comes from. Um, but the reason that we have decided to start really looking at it like, you know, uh, the future is as simple as ABC, uh, it ties to that letter that's at the end of those um, uh, refrigerant numbers. But those three, 454A, B, and C, they really are going to encompass about 90% of the applications that you're going to see out there in the future with, you know, with uh, commercial refrigeration, um, with HVAC, comfort cooling, things like that. These three refrigerants are really going to be uh, very popular in those applications. So um, we see it as really, you know, let's, let's talk about this. Let's get used to it. Uh, and we can, we can talk a little bit about why. Um, and I apologize. I don't mean to ramble, Terry. I apologize. Uh, but let's see. So the first one, R454A, okay? Um, that's We call it XL40. We branded it XL40. Um, uh, 454B is XL41 and 454C is XL20. Those are excellent things to market out there. But we know that the contractor is going to go, hey, I need 454A. I need 454B, right? They're going to call it by the refrigerant number. Um, so we are identifying with that. We understand that that's where the contractors are going. Uh, and so that's why we're referring it again also as, the, uh, as ABC. Now, 454A 
it really starts to, it's a, it's a retro, not a retrofit. Um, yeah, you definitely don't want to retrofit with any of these. These are all for new applications. Um, you want to be able to um, put these into new installations if you're tearing out the old one or if you're building a new supermarket or a new gas station or anything like that, right? That's when you would use these, um, these A2L refrigerants. Um, and 454A, you would use uh, in like a, a walk-in cooler, right? So it's like if you have a gas station uh, and there's the beverage coolers on the back wall, um, that, that walk-in cooler back there, uh, a good application, uh, a good refrigerant that's used in there now is 404. Uh, but that's a, a, got a very, very high GWP. And so moving forward, that same type of room, you would use 454A, right? So um, a lot of the walk-in coolers, walk-in freezers, they're going to be using that. Uh, if you skip on down to 454B, well, we know that 80% of the North American OEMs are going to be moving, are going to be using 454B right? XL41, 454B. Um, and so you're going to see a lot of that. Now there's going to be two, two flavors out there, right? You're going to see 454B in uh, 80% of the, of the equipment. And then you're going to see uh, R32 also out there. So um, yeah, HVAC contractors, they're going to need to get used to both. Uh, but really the dominant one that we're going to see is 454B. And then the last one on the chain, right? The 454C, you're still going to see that going into um, supermarkets, commercial refrigeration, anything like that. But if the charge in the system is over 200 pounds, then you're going to need to have a GWP that's super low, right? According to the EPA. And so that's where 454C comes in. It's a, it's a super low GWP um, that's made for like rack systems inside a supermarket. Uh, so really, we, we see uh, 454A, B, and C um, taking on uh, about 90% of the applications you see out there. So that's where it comes from. Sorry for the long answer, Terry. No, that's great. And I'll, I'll admit that I was never really sure what those letters meant. And thank you. <laughs> I, I knew, just thought it was a designation that, that you folks all knew about. Yeah. Well, is, we were... go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we were just out at AHR uh, this last week, and um, there's actually a lot of folks that were asking these questions. Where, what about ABC? Where does it come from? Um, and there's really a lot of talk and a lot of acceptance out there in the industry um, regarding this switch, this switch to A2L. So that was actually a very interesting thing for us. Yes, it was a great show too. Well, Chris, is the industry ready for these refrigerants? Really? Yes. I think that we're in a really good spot for them. Uh, and if you think of the big picture, right, if you get into the big picture, um, the first thing that needed to happen, right, is uh, they, they needed the, these A2L refrigerants needed to work their way into the standards. And I know we've covered this in, in other podcasts with you guys, but uh, so the standards, they adopted it, right? ASHRAE, um, ASHRAE 15, ASHRAE 50, uh, 34, uh, all, all the standards work was done. And then the next step last year was really where we got the IMC, the UMC, uh, and NFPA, right? All the model codes. Um, put together, put in their A2Ls and accepted A2Ls into their 2024 adoptions, uh, into their 2024 versions. So that's a huge step that we needed to pass by, or a huge milestone just for the industry, not for any one company at all. Uh, so the regulations are down, um, the model codes are in. Uh, at this point, what we're watching is we're watching all the states adopt it. And they're either they're going to adopt the 2024 version of those building codes, or they're going to put in legislation that says, okay, well, you can't rule out A2Ls. If it's a SNAP approved A2L, SNAP approved application, uh, then you can't exclude it. And so we're seeing a lot of states um, put in those kinds of laws. And right now, the count that we're watching is about 45 of the 50 states have enabled 
A2L refrigerants for comfort cooling and for commercial refrigeration. So it's really, we've gone a long, long, long ways uh, in getting ready, in the industry getting ready. Um, and so with all of that work having been done, the point now comes down to is, is there going to be enough out there in the market? Right? Are, the, are, the, are the refrigerant manufacturers going to be able to produce it? Uh, yes, we absolutely are. Right? So we've got our factories set up, they're tuned up, they're dialed in. Um, and now the distributors are going to be, they're able to stock 454B today. Um, but essentially, everything upstream of the contractor is in place. Right? So everything upstream of the contractor is thumbs up, green light, ready to go. At this point, it really comes down to the contractor needing to get trained up on how to work with A2Ls, um, what they mean, what, where, where they're coming in, how to apply them. Uh, essentially, they need to get trained up so that number one, they're safe, but then they also need to get trained up. And this is a super important part that I, at AHR, nobody was really talking about except for a handful of folks. The next step down the chain is gonna be the contractor sitting down at the kitchen table with Mr. and Mrs. Jones talking about the new system that they need to install or talking to the owner of the new gas station. Here's why we need to go with A2Ls and having the conversation about, well, it's an A2L because it's mildly flammable and being able to handle those conversations. So really the next, where we're at right now is contractors need to get educated for themselves, for their safety, but then also so that they can answer those questions. They need to be able to explain what's going on to their customers Yes, because if they can't explain it, and the next guy can, then that customer is going to feel more comfortable with the next guy. So it's it's super important that contractors look at getting trained up at this point. And what do technicians need to know most about working with these refrigerants? They need to know, I would say, mostly they need to be aware that these are not for retrofits. Okay. If you have a, a commercial refrigeration system, if you've got a, a walk-in cooler with a with a remote evaporator, right? Or a, sorry, a remote condenser, um, that system is on is using R22 or R404. We've got a totally different product. If you want to just drop, if you want to do a um, a low GWP um, renovation to that system, then you're going to go with a, with XP uh, XP10 or XP40 or something like that, right? So you're going to be going with a, a different refrigerant um, with this XL40, uh, XL41, and XL20. This 454A, B, and C. These are all for new installations. So so no, if you've got a renovation, you got this direction. If you're talking about a new installation, it would be with an A12 refrigerant, uh, and that has to do with the the equipment that needs to go inside of that uh, system that you have. It's going to have sensors. It's going to need to have um, mitigation logic board built into it. It's going to need to have the electronics in a certain compartment out of the, um, out of the, you know, out of the area where the refrigerant can leak into. Uh, so it, there's really the A2L equipment has these safety uh, features that an A1 system doesn't have. So probably rule number one is this is now A2L refrigerants are not going to be for retrofits. They, they're for new installations only. Excellent. And then you mentioned something earlier on about availability. When is Kimura's going to make all of these refrigerants available? Sure. Um, well, let's see. We, we, we've had a hard commercial launch for the 454B product last about this time last year, actually. Uh, so the OEMs have been able to order it and um, we're delivering 
truckloads of it to them. Uh, and then the aftermarket folks, the, uh, the, you know, all the distributors that you're familiar with, and they can order pallets of the stuff and they can get 20 pound jugs, 90 pound jugs. Uh, so, so the 454B product, the XL41 product uh, has, is out there, right? So if you, if you need it, just head on down to your local distributor and, and pick it up. However, uh, there's no equipment on the market yet that uses it. So while they all can order it, um, there's no there's no place to actually use it yet. So uh, so stay in touch with your distributor to find out when they're going to have equipment on the shelves that actually use it. Um, and then when it comes to 454A and 454C, uh, right now, I mean, our facilities, like I was saying, they're, it's just a different ratio, right, of 32 and 1234YF. So um, when it comes to our facilities, our facilities just need to tweak the the blending, right? They need to just tweak the amounts that they put into the vat when they blend it. So we're able to produce it today. Um, what we're waiting for is uh, we're waiting for snap rule 26 to come in and that should get signed in the next couple months or so. Um, and what that does is it enables uh, these refrigerants for these applications. And um, over the past year or so that we've been looking at um, different versions of the snap rule and, and different um, comment periods and stuff like that, uh, these are, these are going to be in snap rule 26. So we're very confident of all of that moving forward. But once uh, snap rule 26 enables them for these applications, then engineers and, and folks can start laying out systems that use these uh, systems, right? That, uh, that, that use these refrigerants. So the, the commercial refrigeration um, aspect, the A and C, uh, are a little bit further down the road, um, and the 454B is available today. I want to thank you, Chris, for your time and the information that you've provided to us. And listeners, you can find out more information from Camours by visiting Opteon.com. That's O-P-T-E-O-N.com. And that address will also be in the show notes that goes with the podcast Camours is a different kind of chemistry company, driven by the purpose to create a better world through the power of courageous chemistry. With a world-class portfolio, Camours provides solutions for industries ranging from automotive, paints, and laminates to advanced electronics, construction, energy, and telecommunications, helping to make a world that is more colorful, capable, and cleaner. Thank you, Chris Piles, for your time. Of course. Thank you very much, Terry. You're welcome. And thank you, listeners out there. I'm Terry McIver of Contracting Business. Have a great remainder of your day. That wraps up this episode of HVAC Chats. Thank you, as always, to our guests and to you, our beloved listeners. If this is your first time listening to HVAC Chats, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. And if you are a regular listener, please share the podcast with your colleagues who would find our episodes valuable. Until our next episode, you can find us on contractingbusiness.com. This is Terry McIver. Have a great day, everybody.